This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, we're all still feeling the impact of the COVID pandemic. And if you're near retirement, you may be feeling even more unsettled than most. So on today's show, we're going to offer some tips on how to retire well during difficult times. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. Kevin Brooker is here, as he always is. Kevin has got about 30 years in this business, give or take. More more given than taken, right, Kevin? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah, so. Right. All right. Kevin is a fiduciary. He's an investment advisor representative. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. And uh, this is one of my favorite uh, times of the week and is to, is to sit down with you and, and just talk about this stuff because, I mean, you know, we don't really have an agenda. Um, but, boy, it's fun to just sort of pick your brain. Oh, hey, I, I really appreciate that. I look forward to it every week as well. And uh, and I really appreciate everybody, you know, listening to the show. Because, um, you know, it's, it, 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 it is something we all have to deal with these days, right? Most of us don't have a pension plan. Uh, so we need to plan our retirement and make sure that we're setting ourselves up so that we can have the, you know, an enjoyable, stress-free, stress-free retirement and to me, that means, you know, that you've got all the bases covered and you don't have to worry one bit about, you know, where your money is going to come from for your next vacation, let alone to, you know, to pay your electric bill. Yeah, so, that's a, I mean, that's such a what a relief for people and, and the fact that you can help folks get to that. And and I think sometimes people are, are unclear, perhaps, in terms of what all you really can do for folks in terms of, of you know, OK, I want to go to Europe. All right. We'll put it in the plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and you know what? There is some confusion on that, you know, in terms of what a financial advisor does. And, and, and you know, a lot of us do similar things, but then also that you have specialists and people that focus on different areas of the market, things like that. Uh, whereas myself, most of, my, most of my career has been sent, has been spent working with folks that are, you know, I would say for the most part, it's been age 50 and above. It's been the pre-retirement period, which we like to call that retirement red zone, you know, 10 years before retirement. Uh, and, and then as they get into retirement and, uh, and in fact, now I've got a lot of clients that they've been with me quite a while and, uh, and, and a lot of them are in their mid and upper eighties now. And, uh, you know, so I've, I've went through that phase with them and helped them to manage the money. Um, and that's what we do. You know, when we sit down, we talk about what your plans are, what your hopes are. And, and what I like to do is I put them in the budget. You know, we put them in the plan, we put them in your retirement plan, we put them in the income plan so that, you know, you've got money to take those trips, to take the vacations or, or whatever it is you want to do, you know, it. If it's maybe maybe it's buying a boat and you know fishing all day long, um, I've got a client like that in Indiana. He he every day he's out fishing, and uh, you know so whatever you want to do, playing golf, you know maybe travel around. I've got other clients that you know what they like to do, they like to follow the NASCAR circuit, <laughs> and they oh, drive that's fun. They drive around the country, right, following where where they're going to be racing. Wow! And you know they get there a few days early, you know, so they can check out the area, you know, you know whatever they want to do in that local town. And then, you know, Monday or Tuesday after the race, they, they, they pick up and they go to the next spot. And I, I think that sounds cool. Whether, you know, whatever it is, you know, I remember when I was, when I was younger hearing about, you're hearing about teenagers that followed bands, you know, follow the band around. Oh the yeah. Right. You, you know, so I think there's a lot, there's a lot of ways you can spend your retirement, you know, but the one thing we all need to do that is money, right? 
Yes. It's it's not it's not free and nobody, you know, nobody else is going to pay for it. So we want to make sure that we don't retire too soon is one point I want to get to. Okay. You know, you, uh, I, I really think, yeah, obviously we're all looking forward to retirement. I've been looking forward to retirement probably since the day I started working, to be, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of us look forward to. Uh, but when you do the math, guys, when you do the numbers, when we sit down and we go through, we look at your balance sheet, you know, your assets, your liabilities, and then we're, you know, we're going to look at your cash flow, how much money you've got coming in, how much is going out with your expenses. We're looking at your debt. We'll look at all of it. And you know what I've noticed many, many times is that if, if the person would just work another year, maybe two years past what they planned, that can make a huge difference in, in the security of your overall financial plan. In, in other words, just that one or two years, that is where you have money coming in, right, continuing to come in. But the more important part is you haven't started to tap your retirement savings yet. You're putting off tapping the savings as well as bringing in extra cash. So I, I think it make a big, big difference if you can just delay your retirement date. You know, even if it's six months, whatever it is, it'll make a difference. Um, but it'll put you in a much stronger position. So I like to suggest that just to, to everybody, just give it some thought, a little consideration. And I tell you what, guys, if you have a job that you really enjoy, that you love, I would say stay at it as long as you can. Um, because that's a blessing. If you have a job you truly enjoy, I believe that's an incredible blessing. And, and I would stick with it as long as you can until maybe they force you to retire from mandatory retirement. Um, you, you know, so the other thing you might want to think about is when you do retire, maybe think about part-time work, you know, or if you're somebody that got laid off from a job or furloughed, especially with the last year, a lot of industries getting hit so hard. Um, you, you know what, if you're able to just delay claiming your social security, that can make a huge difference in, you know, in your future because every month you wait, that check gets bigger, guaranteed, all right? And on an annual basis, it's roughly 8% per year that that check gets bigger every year you wait, but the calculation is done every month. So I, each think, month I don't you, think everybody understands that or realizes that, that even every month that <laughs> it goes up incrementally. It, it it does, you know, and and no, I think you and I think you're right. I you know because most of the people that I tell that I've you know mentioned it to, uh, their eyes usually widen. You know, they most people don't realize that. I think I think a lot of people now that are that have been studying it are trying to you know get up to you know make sure they're on top of everything as they get closer you know to retirement. I think some of them know that you, that it goes up each year you wait, but they, they don't seem to realize though that it actually goes up every month. And, and the reason I bring that up when I'm talking about postponing retirement, you know what, maybe you don't want to put it off two years, but, but how about six months? You know, cause that six months is going to give you a three, 4%, three to 4% increase in that check. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's going to keep going higher, right? Because if you get, you get the COLA adjustment, the cost of living adjustment, the inflation adjustment that, you know, happens every year. All right. So wherever you start from, it's just going to keep on going higher. And so like what I like to do with what I tell my wife with our with our monthly bills, I say we've got to get them as low as possible because we know they're only going higher over time. Right. Right. So if you can delay if you can delay your Social Security a little bit and you start off at a higher amount. Right. That's going to go higher, too. And and so I'm a big believer in, in trying to put it off. Now, obviously, if you if you have a health condition or you have no other choice, then you then you have to do what you got to do. OK. But I'm a, I'm a big believer in trying to delay Social Security for as long as possible, um, you, you know, because you do it is one thing nice about it. It is guaranteed. Uh, now, there is talk of, you know, how, how they might have to cut the benefits for the program. Um, and, I, and I think that's true. There is about a 25 percent shortfall, they're saying, in about 10 years. So 
but I believe that they're going to cut the benefits uh, if they cut benefits at all. I think it's going to be, you know, more palatable to cut it for, let's say, people that are younger than 40 or 45 or something. Sure. It seems to uh, me that that would be the direction they would head. That makes the most sense, at least to me anyway. It, if, if you know, I just, well, you know, the politicians, their biggest concern is always getting reelected. Well, right? yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, You know, so if they've got a concern of getting reelected there, I can't see them harming seniors because seniors are the biggest voting block in the entire, you know, of, of all the demographics. And, and so if they try to cut the social security benefits of people that are already retired, I mean, I think there'll be an incredible uproar. Um, and, I, and I can't imagine them having the, the wherewithal to do it. Um, so my point is, I think you can count on social security being there. All right. But my recommendation is to put it off. My plan is to put off claiming until I'm 70. And, uh, and I also do that because I'm married. And I would suggest anybody that's married, whoever the higher income, you know, whoever's made the most over their career, that person, in my view, should should really consider putting it off until you're 70, definitely past the full retirement age, um, because when that whoever's the highest earner, you know, when whenever that spouse passes away, the surviving spouse is going to get their check. All right. Mm -hmm. And if, if you claim at full retirement age, then that's what's going to go to your spouse. They don't have the ability to delay. In other words, the person earning the money that's getting the benefit, they can delay claiming Social Security and thereby get an increase in their check. But whatever that person's getting, that's if that's the highest earner, that's what's going to go to the spouse. She doesn't, she's, you know, he or she's not going to have the ability to wait to try to increase uh, that amount, if that makes okay. sense. Sure. And I think that there's some misunderstanding too, in that, well, if I file before full retirement age, it's going to go up when I get to full retirement age. And boy, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on that. I really, I really wouldn't. Um, yeah. And there are some, sometimes you can actually go back and reverse a claim. Um, if it's, if you're more than one year into receiving your benefit, uh, I don't believe there's any recourse, but if you're only three, four months into receiving the benefit and you had second thoughts and said, you know what, I wish I'd have waited, you can actually pay back that money to social security and, and delay claiming and you can give yourself that increase in the pay in pay. So if it's a short period of time and you've already made the decision, you sometimes you have the ability to reverse it. Uh, but there are very tight rules on that. If, if it's something you're interested in, then uh, by all means, just give me a call. I'll be happy to go through those details. All right. Fair enough. And uh, that number you can call is 800-975-6717. 800-975-6717. You can also text Kevin directly. That's uh, the word silver to 21000. And uh, as we start talking about this um Making investment decisions, those are th that's a tough thing when, when you're faced with having to make those decisions. It, it is, you know, you know, because a lot of times, um, you, you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in current events and, and extrapolating those out and thinking it's just going to continue that way. So, for instance, today, you know, there's rumors about the corporate tax hike, right? Hike, you know, raising the tax rates on corporations. And so the rumor is that's what caused the market to sell off 300 points today. And so somebody could look at that and you say, oh, well, this is the start of that big sell-off everyone's been talking about for a while. And, and it might make you get away from an investment that could do, do very well for you over time. And so I think it's important that you don't, you don't worry about the day-to-day -day activity uh, of the stock market. That's more of a trader mentality. And uh, I, I think it's important to, to make sure that you look longer term and you don't make these hasty decisions. You want to sit down and have a relationship with an advisor that you trust, that you feel good about that you know has your best interests at heart. 
And then you can have confidence in their plan and in their strategy and their recommendations. And I think that's a, that, that a lot of people underestimate how, how, how beneficial that can be, knowing that you've got an advisor that's helping you out, that can make sure you're on track to hit your goals. And, and I think the peace of mind alone is very valuable. Um, but I think it's important you don't make any hasty decisions and you want to make sure you're not taking more risk than you should. But you, but you, in, a, in a lot of cases, you, you do have to have some, you know, we want to try to beat inflation. And, and one of the only ways to do that, one of the best ways, I think, is actually having a well-balanced portfolio in the stock market. Um, you know, but let's go back to Social Security for a minute. I want sure. to mention we're talking about claiming Social Security. And what a lot of people, you know, we talk about not making hasty decisions. Um, we also want we also want to talk about how you're receiving your money in retirement. In other words, do you guys know that your Social Security is taxable? If you if you make something like ten or twelve thousand dollars in regular income over and above your Social Security benefit, all right, that is generally going to put you in the category of, of at least fifty percent being taxable, if not eighty five percent of your Social Security benefit being taxable. And so, what I want to talk about is how if you're if you're smart about it. And you think about the tax consequences when you're retired, like I think about it post 70. I plan on working until at least my early 70s. I don't plan on claiming Social Security until I'm 70, as I mentioned. So part of my plan, I plan on doing a, a significant amount of Roth IRA conversions in my 60s. And I'm doing that in my 60s because bringing in a higher level of income, all right, isn't going to impact my Social Security check because I'm not receiving it yet, all right? But by bringing it in and converting to Roth in my 60s and then waiting until 70 to claim, after I'm receiving my Social Security in my 70s, then all the income that I bring in from my Roth is not taxable and it doesn't impact the taxation on Social Security. So my plan is to make less than 10 grand of regular income in retirement with the bulk of my income being Social Security and my Roth IRA. And by doing it that way, if I'm able to execute that plan, none of my Social Security will be taxable. I like the sound of that plan. Well, you, you know what, guys, if you're, if you're a married couple and let's say, I don't know, maybe you get 50 grand, maybe you got 50,000 combined between the two of you in your Social Security benefits. Um, the calculation gets a little crazy. You know, they, they, it's like half of your Social Security income and they're, you know, is what they count towards provisional income and all this stuff. The bottom line is that if, if you have much more than 10 or 12 grand and other sources of income that's taxable income, then chances are your Social Security is going to be taxed, okay? And if 85% of your Social Security is taxed and you've got $50,000 coming in, right, that's roughly 40000 42000 is subject to tax. So if you're in a 10 or 12% tax bracket where I think most retirees are going to fall, that's four to $5,000 a year in taxes, right? Yeah, that sounds so, like a big bite. It's, it seems like that, that's. I think that's a little vacation. I think that's a you know. I think that's a vacation for yeah, five grand. right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so you're giving them a, a, a vacation every year, okay? Because the way you're receiving your income isn't you know helping you to avoid paying tax on Social Security, and this to me is an area that people could do much much better with. All right, and I think there's not enough attention focused on how on the source of income that you're going to have in retirement. In other words. Is it taxable? Is it tax deferred? Is it tax free? And, and I'm here to say that using that Roth IRA is a huge, huge benefit. If you think like I do, that taxes are only going higher in the future. All right. I personally can't see any way taxes will be lower, you know, than they are now. Maybe, maybe there's some spe special circumstances where they might be, 
But my expectation is that taxes are going to be a lot higher. So I'm doing everything I can to, to uh, I will be doing everything I can to take advantage of Roth IRAs, building up as big a Roth IRA as I possibly can. And at the same time, I'm putting money into a health savings account, which is also going to come out tax-free and which also will not affect my taxable income. So there's a lot of things that you guys can be doing to help set yourself up. And the way that I'm looking at it, hey, I could save four or $5,000 a year, right, from not having to pay tax on my Social Security. Guys, think about over 20 years, you're talking $100,000. You know, if, you're, if a person's able to do that over their, let's say, between 70 and 90. You know, my, my father had a 33-year retirement. He retired at 60 and didn't pass until 93. Wow. So he spent 33 years in retirement. And so that's what I think about. I say, well, what if, what if I'm, you know, what if I have a life as long as my dad? That, that's, a, that's a long time that you have to make your income last. And I think one of the best ways you can make your income last is by not paying too much in taxes. And that is a strategy I know that you embrace, obviously. And what I like what, what, what you're talking about here, Kevin, is you're doing this for yourself as well. And this is exactly what you do for your clients. And I think that speaks volumes about you in terms of how you really see things and, and that you care, that it makes sense to you. So you help others do the same thing. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time, can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. most people would agree that if anybody's doing it for themselves, their own family, that should, that should remove any doubt that that person thinks that's, that's an excellent strategy to pursue, <laughs> yes, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so there's no, there's no games. There's no smoke and mirrors. I'm, I'm doing the same thing for myself that I would recommend for my clients. And, and, and I tell them, you know, that I'd recommend the same strategy to my, to my in-laws, my family. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't play games and I can't stand people that do play those games. Um, and I think it's important to find somebody that you're comfortable with, though, that you can have a long-term relationship with your advisor. Uh, I've got, you know, one of my clients, um, unfortunately, passed away several years ago, but he started with me in 93. And he was a client of mine until 2014 when he passed away unexpectedly. And now his wife has been a client of mine, you know, since 2014. And uh, the benefit of that relationship is that we've gone through so many ups and downs in the market and we've been to, and we've had a relationship for a long, long time. 
it's a solid relationship. You know, you can trust the person. And, and, and I can't say enough about that, um, the value of that. And, and, I, and I, I can see it in my client's eyes when I sit down with them. And it makes it so much easier to make a decision. You know, you don't have to think about, well, does he have an ulterior motive or does she have an ulterior motive in recommending A, B, and C? You know, once you get that relationship and it's solid and strong, you, you, you don't have to worry about that because you know they've got your best interests at heart because you've worked with them for a long time and you know the person. Well, and, and so I... I well, to add to that, you're a fiduciary besides, and you're independent, so you're not really beholden to anybody. Oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's exactly right. And by that, I mean right. outside the influences uh, of you have to buy this or you have to sell that. that that's right. And, and, and maybe, you, and, and what Steve's talking about, maybe some of you guys don't realize that, that a lot of the big firms, a lot of the big companies, you know, they have proprietary products. Um, a lot of times, they, you know, they'd prefer you to recommend those versus the competitors' products because- you know, if it's a house product and they make more money off of it, um, they, they, you know, back in the 90s, they, there used to be sales incentives that, that were very common in brokerage offices. In other words, think of the biggest, biggest mutual fund companies you own and think of their representatives. They've got what they call wholesalers and they send their wholesalers to all the brokerage firms because they can talk to, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 advisors at once. And so what they do is they come in and they buy the office lunch or buy them dinner or take them out for drinks at the end of the day right? To curry a little favor. And, and, and they want you to sell those products. And then they would offer sales incentives. Like, well, you know, you sell $5 million with this product, we'll send you to Hawaii with you and your wife for a week, something like that. You know, and, and a lot of these things took, happen behind the scenes. Now, now, there's a lot of rules that have come out in the last, you know, 20 years, 25 years to address these things. Um, but it's just important to recognize that uh, sometimes something be, might, might be recommended to you. Maybe it's not the best for you. Maybe it's better for the firm. Uh, so I would suggest everybody find out if the person you're working with is a fiduciary. Do they adhere to the fiduciary standard, which means they have to put you first, okay? Because the suitability standard, if you hear them say, no, we adhere to suitability standards, that means they don't have to put you first. It has to be appropriate based on the boxes that you checked on those risk tolerance questionnaires and all that paperwork you filled out where it says, how do you feel about your portfolio dropping you know, 10% overnight or something? They, they, you, they put you into a box and based on your score, that determines what's appropriate for you from a suitability level, but it doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. And it's, it's a fine line, guys, but it is very, very important um, that, that you're aware of it and, and, uh, and then proceed how you, feel, how you feel fit. And those are the kinds of discussions that you have every day with people and, and walk them down that path to help get them to retirement. And, and boy, you know, you start Everything you've mentioned, it, it just makes sense. It's, you, you know, I, I, that, that's certainly, that's certainly what, I, what I'm going for. And what I'm looking for, as I mentioned, is, is long-term relationships. And so, for instance, I meet a lot of folks that they, they, something was sold to them, whether it was a mutual fund or, or an annuity or a brokerage account or an insurance product, and they never heard from that person again, right? They, sold, they, they bought something from them and they never hear from them again. Right. And, and, and it always shocks me because... One, as a professional, you're doing a lousy job, okay? Because you should be staying in touch and following up and answering any questions and, and things like that. Um, but also as a professional, you know that's a relationship that you should, you should be able to build, right? You should be able to build that relationship and it should benefit everybody over time. And, and so if, if, you're, if you're in a situation like that, you, I, I'd recommend you guys, you find somebody new. That's, you can do far better than that. If you've, you know, somebody that just sells you something and goes away and you never hear from them again, don't give them any more business because they don't deserve it. 
All right. I think I think you should be looking for folks that have your best interests at heart. Stay in touch. They return your phone calls. They give you good service. They don't ignore a request from you whenever you send it to them. Uh, all of these things I've seen, and I'm and I'm always shocked at how long people wait before they make that change. I would say make it now. Don't wait any longer. Make it now because it could be putting your own future at risk. I think emotions come into play too, Kevin. You know, when yeah, you're they, with somebody, you're comfortable. They do. Oh, I kind of feel bad. Yeah, but <laughs> this is this isn't about them. This is about you. It it is it is, and, and I've and I've run into that, and it and it can be difficult. I understand that because you know, in some cases, you know, I've got some folks that I'm that I'm, uh, you know, them talk that I'm working with now that they are my clients, but they've still got significant assets, you know, at some large brokerage firms, and and they're not happy with it. They they don't feel like they're important to the advisor. Um, but it's, it's, uh, I call it a lack of inertia. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they're just not motivated. They just don't feel like doing it. Cause it does take some work, you know what, but the, but the end result, the payoff is probably going to be well, well worth it. And, and so it takes time, you know, for people to make these decisions. Um, but I think you can sit back and ask yourself how comfortable you are with your advisor. If you, you, you know, you trust them, you like them, you think they know what they're doing. Um, you know, and you get along well, then, then I, then I think, you're going to know that, right? And if you don't have that optimum relationship, then to me, that's a signal that maybe you should consider finding somebody else, you know? And, and maybe when you go looking around, maybe you'll come back and say, you know what? I, I'm just going to stay with the person I have. That You can do that too, right? Sure. Um, but but I just think it's important because I, I see, the, I know the value of a solid relationship with an advisor. And that's the same whether it's a financial advisor or a tax preparer or, or a, your lawyer or something like that. Um, I, I just think everybody is better off with a solid solid personal relationship with that person. Um, you know, but let me, let, let me talk about some other things here that we were talking about yeah, with regard sure. to getting ready for that retirement, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what, one of the things I think a lot of people don't realize is, uh, has to do with Medicare. Okay. You know, you know, when you're turning 65, I say three, I recommend three months before your 65th birthday, you know, to get the paperwork going to sign up to start Medicare. Right. Um, if you start too late and you're not covered by like an employer health insurance plan or something, you could be penalized with by having to pay higher premiums for the rest of your life. So it's really important to be aware and be on top of that one. Um, but what you want to understand is that um, Medicare does not cover everything. Okay. It covers roughly 80% um, of your expenses. You know, you've got part of it's for hospital. A is for hospital. Part B is for doctor visits, things like that. But one thing I want to mention, guys, because you're going to have to figure out, do you want to get a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan? which I recommend to everybody, either you know one or the other, but definitely get one of them. And the reason why is because, for instance, if you have a hospital stay uh, that lasts over 60 days, long-term, over two months, right? That is where it's going to cost you. Medicare is going to cover that first couple of months for the most part. I think there's about a $1,500 deductible overall for the entire first 60 days. But after that, it turns into something like 400 bucks a day or something. Um, it gets very, very expensive is my point that's where the supplement or the advantage plan will come in to help cover those deductibles uh, so that you don't get hit with a hundred thousand, 200,000, half a million dollar bill. And again, those, so those supplement plans, I mean, that that's something that you're pretty knowledgeable of and can help us through that. Can't you? Yes, I can. I, I, I can. That is something I, that I work with as well, because there's, you know, guys, when you start looking at the supplement plans, you've got the different letters, you know, like G or, uh, you know, whatever plan you might be looking at. Um, the ABCD, those are the basics, uh, you know, A and B are regular traditional Medicare, uh, C is the advantage plan and D is prescription drugs. The letters beyond that, 
those have to do with the supplements. Uh, and one, one key takeaway, just so you guys know, everybody that sells you, let's say it's a plan G, every company that sells that plan has to give you the same benefits. So the difference is going to be the cost and the carrier. Okay. So, but they give, they have to give you the same benefit though. So there's no difference in benefits if the plan letter is the same from one company to another, but that's something I can certainly help you out with. It has a lot to do with your personal health and prescriptions, things like that. Uh, but I can certainly help you out with that and point you in the right direction. Um, if you'd like to talk about it, I'd be happy to. So Kevin, we talked a little bit about this before and, and I know that you've got a particular, um, I don't know, investment fund, if you will, um, that you have created and it's really performing well. Yeah. You, you know what? I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Steve. It's, uh, yeah, I'm calling it the pure, what I call pure growth portfolio. Pure growth. And, All right. uh, pure growth. And the reason I say pure, uh, is, is the key word here. And the reason I say that, um, and I'll explain a little bit of the background in a second, but my point in pure is that there's no leverage. Um, there's no hedging and it is strictly buying stocks. That's what this portfolio is, is me buying stocks. We're not using margin to borrow and get bigger positions. We're not making dealer. We're not making agreements with brokerage firms on these swap contracts, which somebody might have heard about recently. That means you can get leverage of 10 to 1, 20 to 1. Um, so if you guys saw that hedge fund that blew up recently, that's why. Because he was using a ton of leverage and then the stock positions went down. And when you have a lot of leverage, in other words, you're borrowing 20 times your investment amount. If it just goes down a couple of percentage points, you get wiped out. That was that Archegos, if anybody saw that in the news recently. So I say pure, meaning there's no, there's no crazy derivative products. There's no leverage, nothing like that. Um, but let me talk about the portfolio. We're up 65%. Wait a minute, what? July 4 Nobody is up that much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. You know what I did? I, I, I'm a big believer in following, you know, following in the footsteps of successful investors. Uh, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. And so I look at strategies for for. For everybody from guys like Warren Buffett to Peter Lynch that ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund back, you know, back in the day, um, you know, to William O'Neill, who founded Investors Business Daily newspaper, all of these investors have done extremely, extremely well. We all, most everybody knows Warren Buffett, right? Of course. Well, you know what well, you might know that they don't, they're not, they're not just going out buying a stock based on, you know, the talk around the water cooler, right? They're not, they're not buying a stock based on a hunch. Or, or, or something, you know, some, or something that their neighbor mentioned to them. Um, they've got rules. They developed rules that they have found have led them to successful investing. And it could be anything. It could be like increasing earnings, increasing sales. It could be a competitive, a competitive product. It could be beating earnings estimates or outperforming expectations. It's there's, there are hundreds, dozens and actually there are hundreds and hundreds of different rules that you could follow. And so what I did is I I've found several strategies that when we backtest them and we plug them into a computer and we say, what if I did this for the last 20, 30, 40 years, how would I have done? And I've got several that I can show you uh, that would have made money every single year going back. I've got one going back to 1980 for 40 years. That strategy would have made money every single year. And so then what I did is I said, all right, these are backtested. So they're hypothetical, right? You have the benefit of hindsight to look back. Of course. Well, what I did, what I did last year, I said, okay, I'm going to put my money, you know, put my money into the strategy, and I'm going to start doing it. And so, July 14th, we went live of last year, and I understand, okay, that's not even a year, right? It's nine months. Um, but I'll tell you what, to, to, through today's close, we're up net 65 percent since middle of July last year. 
now it's been a good market. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but that is, I want to say about double what the market has done, you know, being that if you compare to NASDAQ, let's say. Sure. Uh, so in the first quarter, we were up 40, 41, 41.8, I believe it is just over 41% for the first quarter. We're up 65% cumulative total. Um, and, and guys, this is something that I'm managing. So I'm buying and selling the stocks. Um, it's all stocks. It's a hundred percent stocks. And, and most of them are, on, are small or mid cap, sometimes some big ones like, I, I, like, for instance, right now we have Goldman Sachs, which I think everyone would agree is a you know, pretty big one. Um, you know, so we get the big companies in there, uh, but generally speaking, it's names that most people haven't heard of before. Um, but what I've found is by following, you know, doing this strategy, it, uh, it's working really, really well. And so if you have money you would like to put towards growth that you can afford some risk, okay, that's something that we should talk about. Um, but this portfolio in a bad day, it, it, it could we could be down ten percent in one day, okay. So I want I want to make sure everybody realize this is it, it's it's an aggressive portfolio, it's a concentrated portfolio, um, but it is doing extremely well. And I've got the data to show, you know, anybody like to look at, it, I'd be happy to share it with you. Um, and I'm going to be talking about it more and more, especially as we get past the one year anniversary. Uh, I've got all the trades, everything's audited, hundred percent legitimate that anybody wants to examine is free to take a look at it. Um, but it's something that, that, that I feel really good about. And I think is going to uh, continue to do really well because the, the strategy that I'm following is something that's been well-documented and there's a ton of academic research uh, on this. Is that something that if I became a client, you would, you know, and say, Hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Could you help me and, and get involved with it? You know, as a client. Oh, by all means. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I do. And, uh, and, and, you know, some of some of the account, the accounts that I'm referring to, um, for instance, this is much better done in a retirement account, preferably a Roth retirement account. Okay. And so my, my clients that I'm doing this in now, I'm using their we're using Roth money, um, and and it's concentrated. It's the whole portfolio is the strategy. Um, but what I do for for folks that you know, a lot of people will say, well, Kevin, you know, I might have half a million dollars, but I don't want to put it all into that strategy. Uh, and and I say, you know what? Let's take fifty grand of the half a million, and we'll put that in the strategy. And, and so we can allocate it and I can allocate it however you like. I don't want anybody doing something they're you know, not totally comfortable with. Um, and so what I do for my clients that say, you know what, uh, in, in this business, we call it adding alpha. You know, alpha is risk adjusted, you know, a, a good return on a risk adjusted basis without getting too crazy technical. Um, but what we're doing is adding, say we're, let's say we're adding horsepower. I, I think of it like a turbo boost to the, to the account. All right. By adding, by building the account, we build out a well-diversified portfolio, and I like to use exchange-traded funds. We keep the expenses down. Our average expense is less than 20 basis points. Uh, so we build a nice portfolio, diversified, balanced. And then for anybody that would like to add a little bit of horsepower, like I'm discussing, that's when we take a piece of it that we decide you know, how much you want to use. And then that piece of it, it's, in, it's all inside of the same brokerage account, but that piece of it is what I'm using uh, to trade. And, and these aren't day trades. They're, they're more like uh, one to two months. I, I call it swing trading. And so the typical position, we might hold it for a month, five, six, seven weeks. Uh, a long-term holding, you know, might be three months. Um, and, and I'm looking for immediate moves. I'm not looking, you know, a lot of times people will get into something and the broker says, oh, just hang on, it'll come back. I, I'm not looking for anything to come back. If it goes the wrong direction, I'm getting out of it pretty quickly. I'm buying them because I expect them to move now or next week or two weeks from now. If it hasn't moved in the first month, that's generally trying my patience. 
and I'll, <laughs> and I'll move on from there. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're having so, a lot of fun doing this. I mean, it's, it's um, hard work, I'm sure, but it sounds like it's it, pretty satisfying. It, it is. I, you know what? I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It does take a lot of time. It does take a lot of effort and there's a lot of research, a lot of studying and, and a lot of, a lot of, I look at a lot of charts and uh, you know, and, and things like that uh, to try to determine good entry points and things. Um, but I, I, I really enjoy it. And, and, uh, and guys there, you can make, you can do well in the markets. I believe if you're following strategies that have proven to be successful, you don't want to wing it. Okay. You don't want to take a tip from your buddy and hope that he's right. I mean, I mean, obviously you can, um, but I've done those things in the past. And for me, they never worked in my 31 career, 31 year career. What I've found that has worked is this type of strategy that's based on proven successful strategies from very successful investors. And I'm just copying their strategy. That's what I'm doing. I'm using their rules to, to find the stocks that I want to buy for my clients. And I do it. And by the way, I do every stock you know, that I've been buying for my clients. I'm buying, I own them myself too. I have them in my own accounts as well. And, uh, uh, and, and it's the same thing. If I, if I think it's good enough for my client, then it's certainly good enough for me. Right. And, you know, and so I'm in there with you. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's something I've, I've been, I've been having a lot of fun with. And if guys, if anybody likes some information, by all means, please give me a call, shoot me a text and we can, uh, we can talk a little more and I'll answer your questions. 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. You can text SILVER to 21000, the word SILVER to 21000. Kevin, this really sounds like something that that is really that can really take off here for you. And, and I, and by that, I mean, you know, you're, you're doing well by your clients here with this thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'm really looking forward to more clients coming on. I've got other clients that have been, you know, that say, Oh, you know what? I'll wait. Let, 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 let's let some other guy try it out first. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, right. And, and I get that, but you, you know what? We're, we're seeing the returns are documented, fully documented. And, uh, you know what? It, it is working out really well. I plan to bring this out very wide. Once we get past the one year anniversary in, in the summer, um, I, I plan on opening this up to everybody. And uh, and I think people are going to enjoy it. You know what? Um, you you can you can make good good returns in these markets, but you have to manage the risk. You don't want to hold on to something, see it go down and down and down, and 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 just hold on and cross your fingers. Um, so I don't I don't hold on to losers very long. If I'm wrong, I'm out. And I, I rarely hold on to something, even if it's down seven or eight percent, I'm out. Um, I, I just those losses are hard to recover once you get into double digit losses. So that's one thing I'd suggest to everybody: be really careful managing the downside. When they're going up for you, everything is wonderful. Manage the ones that are losing; those are the ones to watch out for. Is this something that that involves a lot of risk? And if we were in retirement, is that an, is that the kind of risk that I want to be taking? Well, that's going to come down to your individual situation and your overall balance. I call it your balance sheet. So in other words, the, you know, for instance, the client that I'm, the, the, one of my clients that I'm trading with, he's 83. Okay. But well, he's got, all right. That answers the question. He's 83, but he's got $2 million in safe money. Well, that, I mean, there, that, that tells the story. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, so a, it's a, it, again, it's a risk reward situation. It's, it's risk reward. And it's about taking a piece of your portfolio. If it's something you're interested in, it's about taking a piece that makes sense for you that we put at risk because this does have risk. This portfolio does have risk. We're looking for high growth. There's no, anytime you're looking for high growth, you inevitably you're taking high risk. All right. It's hand in hand. They always go together in my opinion. And, and so that's why it's important that we, we look at your overall picture. I would never suggest this to somebody until I know them 
well enough that I see their entire portfolio. We've talked, we've conversed. I know your goals, your objectives, um, and, and what you're trying to accomplish. And when we have those pieces in place, that it makes sense to take that risk, then then that's when we put this in. But again, it's only a piece of the portfolio. You know, I do have some clients that it's their whole account, but that's because they've got you know a couple million dollars in other investments. If they lose this, it doesn't. It's not going to hurt their lifestyle. Sure. Um, you know, so we want to be measured and make sure we're not taking more risk than we should. Um, but for that for that piece of your portfolio that you're looking for growth, this could very well be a good fit. It's called Pure Growth, folks. Uh, give Kevin a call and take advantage of it. 800-975-6717. Text SILVER to 21000. Holy cow, this went by really, really quickly today. It, it went by. It did go by quickly. And I see I see we've gone a little long today. So, guys, I appreciate everybody uh, you know, tuning in and listening. And uh, by all means, feel free to give me a call anytime. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment, security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.